ماذا يحدث في العالم؟ Vladimir Putin. There it is. Hey, everybody. Welcome to What in the World. <laughs> now that we got the technical stuff out of the way by saying Vladimir Putin. There you go. That's our technical. That's how, that's how we check our levels. So he's got to start listening. <laughs> it's the it's the old collusion check. This, this is an episode we want him to listen to because yeah. just in case he's not 100% sure, mm-hmm. Canada is also a place where you can intervene with Trump types if you'd like. What? There's I Trump know. types in Canada? I know. Not hey, we the should... nicest place on earth. The not... nicest place on earth not is what with... we're talking not, about not today. Not the place with the prime minister with the smoky eyes and the amazing hair. Mm. Little, what little, a treat that guy Trudeau is. Trudeau on toast. You know what I mean, ladies? Trudeau. Mm. Mm. Man, he's man gravy is what he is. He's delicious. Hey, we should introduce ourselves to our Canadian audience. I'm Adam Todd Brown. <laughs> I'm Quincy Jonathan the second, eh? Hey. Hey, Hoser. Hey, Hoser. Hey, Ozer. Quincy this Johnson, is the What in the eh? World podcast, eh? Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good name there, Quincy Johnson, eh? We're going to talk about your right-wing extremists, eh? <laughs> I bet their racism is so whimsical. Probably, there's, in at least one video, it's very charming. <laughs> and it's not, it's not even racism in the video I'm thinking of. It's just, like, conservatism. Mm-hmm. But it's like a Fox News brand of conservatism that's just so fun to look at. Oh, lovely. And, yeah, what we're talking about today is Canada and the rise of what I would describe as basically the alt-right in Canada. And not really the rise. They're, they're not, like I, I, I always say, Canada is eight years behind us. So right when we, at least according to the calendar, should be ending the the mind nearing the end of the Trump administration. Not that you meant the world, but could be that could be the same thing. So, well, I think one of those will definitely come before the other, <laughs> and probably the end of the world yeah. is the one. But it, so around, I'd say twenty twenty four is mm-hmm. when Canada, when their their right wing will really take hold. But who knows? Maybe people will be so repulsed by Trump around the world that they just won't follow his model. But it doesn't feel like that's what's happening right doesn't now. Doesn't seem like that at all. If anything, it seems like this element is taking hold in Canada, and uh, this element has been around in Canada for a long time, and we're just going to talk about kind of the, really we're talking about the bright part of Canada for Mm -hmm. all intents and purposes, but we're also going to talk about Doug Ford, who is, people are calling him... The creator of Ford Motor Company. Right, and now Donald the, the Donald Trump of Canada, mm. which I don't know how accurate that is, but the comparisons. How does he? How does he feel there. about taco bowls? That's how you know. Exactly. If he yeah. has a, if he has a positive spin on taco bowls, he's a, he's a candidate of that country. So let's talk about this idiot. He's the candidate of that country. He's the Trump of that country. <laughs> Jesus Christ! But my riffs are just all over the place right now. Have you been smoking marijuana? I never touched the stuff, my friend. Man. Never in my life. I feel like you're on drugs. Nah. I feel like I'm on drugs for sure. Oh, allegedly. You know who else loved drugs? Vladimir Putin. Just to make sure you're still listening, sir. Well, yeah, of course. Well, he loves to banish drugs and keep his country free of crime and uh, any sort of tarnish on it. Nice. Putin. Putin. (laughs) Just don't kill us in the streets. Uh, So, yeah, Canada has a reputation as being a really nice country, a really liberal country. Bieber. Uh, yeah, Nickelback. You know, hmm. I've talked a lot about the police in Canada, with, mm-hmm. who are they're police. They're police. Police are crazy, and yeah. Canada's police are as crazy as any. But now we're talking about, like I said, kind of the bright part of Canada. I guess is a good way to put it, and just you know, tackling the stereotype that. Canada is always nice and polite, mm-hmm. and they'll always be inclusive, very inclusive, inclusive mm. and progressive. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. let's talk about it. Sounds good to me. Doug Ford is a good place to start. He is the older brother of Rob Ford. Okay, which I guess it's not surprising that Rob Ford's brother outlived him 
even <clears throat> though he's old. Hey, the man partied. Okay, he lived a life. He did. He liked his drugs. He was a rock star politician. He smoked crack regularly while mayor. While mayor, which once again, kids, let you know, crack doesn't always crack isn't always whack. Listen, if you're a mayor smoking crack in a motel room, wear a mask <laughs> and wear that mask. Starting before you meet the person who you smoke the crack with. Never reveal your identity. Otherwise, it's going to end up in a grainy fucking video on the internet. I just always wondered why these men of political power, even if it's as small as a large city's mayor, you don't have a go-between. You don't have an intern or a, a homie. Yeah. Or like a crash pad where you can smoke crack? Like, I know celebrities have in people sign NDAs. Their babysitters have to sign NDAs. You don't have, like, a dude that you've made sign NDA that just does the dirty work? Or wouldn't you at least embrace getting high alone? Yeah. Which can be very fun. If you I have mean, the right arsenal of movies, I mean, but you got again, some snacks. But, but why get high alone when you are the mayor? Yeah, I guess that's a good point. You, can, you can't be the mayor around yourself. Yeah, that's true. Well, then, I don't know. Prostitutes? Not the sex-trafficked kind. Of course Conflict-free no, prostitutes. Just, just like companionship buddies. Right. Paid. Well, no, you still want to... Well, yeah. Because hmm. once, once you're all gacked out on crack, you're not going to be able to fuck anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, just like paying someone to hang out and smoke crack with you. Yeah. I think several... Pro- but then, I don't know, do you get the conflict-free prostitute... Cage free, the cage free process. Like, don't be inhumane, <laughs> Quincy. I don't know. This is a weird tangent. It, it, it's just I'm just wondering why mayors always get caught in hotel rooms with crack. It's it's that weird. I'm the president of my neighborhood. Like you're the you're the president in 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 the city of Washington D.C. He was the president of the city. Yeah, as the mayor. He's well, a yeah. Celebrity. He wants to. Are you talking about Marion Barry? Mm-hmm. He got reelected. After the fucking he's, crack thing. He's the president of the city. <laughs> of course he gets reelected. Crack helps you win elections. Here's the thing I never understood. Why not push for less drug, like, like lesser, like lesser drug rules while you're in power so that yeah. then later on everybody can smoke crack with you? Yeah, exactly. And people are going to be like, hey, it's just because you want to smoke crack. Mm-hmm. And you'll be like, yeah, but so do all these other people, baby. So did the mayor. Yeah. He was the mayor. He was the mayor, and he smoked a shit ton of crack. Rob Ford smoked crack. He was the mayor of Toronto. Yes. Where Drake's from. You uh, know that man party. He got caught several times on camera smoking crack, saying crazy, like racist things, misogynistic things. And the thing is, what's dangerous about Doug Ford is he is allegedly like the smarter version of Rob Ford. He's the, he's the version that doesn't smoke crack. Well, yeah, there's that. I guess I guess that immediately puts you a little bit ahead in the intellectual just a, just a, race. a small percentage. Yeah. I'm actually behind most of the hosts and people I know in life in general in that respect, in that I have smoked crack before. But you don't do it now, and that's what's important. No, no. And you, you, the thing is, don't ever do it two days in a row, because then you're going to do it for like 20,000 days life. in a row. Yeah. yeah. And also, just don't do it. Like, mm-hmm. like I was in it's my good. early 20s. It yeah. was like fucking base jumping or fucking kayaking or something. It was just an you, adventure I wanted to go on while I was young and you, had the time to it make was, mistakes. That was your backpacking through Europe. Exactly. <laughs> that was your eat, pray, love. <laughs> eat, pray, smoke. Eat, eat pray, play, sm- smoke. Oh, there you go. Is what it was. There you go. That would be such a terrible move. Like, that would be like a spoof of Eat, Pray, Love. It needs to be. Somebody write that down. It needs to be written. And you'd be like, is this the Wayans Brothers? And then it's like, no, it's bad. Oh, it's not the Wayans Brothers. It's just someone. Because Wayans Brothers spoof movies are usually pretty good. That's pretty much what. Good. That's what got them into fame was the spoofing. Yeah. But then once you get past, like, Scary Movie. They only did the first two. Like, the Scary Movie after that. Well, that's when they were just pushing them out. Or maybe the weigh-in should do it. Eat, play, smoke. We'll get we'll get parts. Marlon, I know listening? I'm getting a part in it. <laughs> we need the white guy. Yeah, yeah. I I'm gonna play Rob Ford. Fucking hey, bro. There you go. In my wheelhouse. That <laughs> is in my wheelhouse. You, you are the mayor of Podcast <clears throat> City. Uh, well, that's Brett. I'm the 
I fucking founded Podcast City. Oh, excuse me. He is... I'm the statue in the middle of the town <laughs> square, <laughs> goddammit. He is Christopher Podcast City. I'm what you, you gather around to celebrate Podcast G- City. Gather around, children. <laughs> Hear the tale of old Adam, Mr. Adam Todd Brown. So I have experience being in charge and smoking crack. There so I can play Rob You're, Ford you know what? You, in the Wayans Brothers spoof of Eat, Pray, Love. If you don't get invited to all the Comic Cons this year for your Rob Ford cosplay. Oh, I know. Like I know. That cosplay is going to be so. You better be in all the publications. I'm getting a booth at every goddamn one. <laughs> so, yeah, Doug Ford, like we said, he is allegedly the smarter of the two. And sure, by default. Uh, just because he's not the crackhead. And from 2010 to 2014, he served as city city councilor for Ward 2 of Toronto. Toronto's notorious Ward 2. Uh, views on his tenure are mixed. Councilman Glenn DeBaramaker described Ford as seeing government as a business with a tendency to, quote, contract out everything. Okay. Others note that Ford's focus on, quote, customer service. Hmm meant that he was attentive to the needs of taxpayers, visiting them at their home or returning phone calls. Well, I mean, you got to shake hands and kiss babies. That's yeah. what politics is. I don't know if I want the actual elected official spending that much time, though. Send out a rep. Get a, get a team of you reps. Got, you got to be a man of the people. Get some Harajuku girls. Huh. Hey, man. Send out into the community. The Doug Ford dancers. <laughs> exactly. Huh. Oh, remember when Trump had those babies singing his Hail Trump song? Woo. Oh, that was horrifying. Deal from strength, I'll get down every time. <laughs> Woof. That's, that's that disturbing. That was scary stuff. The North Korea shit. Uh, sorry, they're friends now, except also don't come to this country. Mm-hmm. But thank you for denuclearizing. Don't come here. You're not, you're not allowed to come here. <clears throat> yeah, you're not allowed. Yeah. We have a ban in place because you're Muslims. <clears throat> so in 2014, an advocacy group called Democracy Watch filed a complaint alleging that Ford violated a code of conduct by lobbying in City Hall on behalf of two companies with ties to his family business. Mm. That doesn't sound familiar. I've never heard this before. This happened in 2014, you say? Yeah. This is, this is brand new news. I can't no, believe no a ever... politician like this would be rising through the ranks what? as late as 2014. During his time as counselor, he gained a reputation for being combative. Counselor Kristen Wong Tam while noting that Ford could be friendly, described him as intolerant and ruthless when trying to get his way. Does he throw tantrums as well? Because that would be a new a new twist on an old tale, you know? I know. That would be an interesting wrinkle in this. In 2012, he was accused of using intimidating language towards an activist that accused him of violating campaign finance laws. Ford told the activist, what goes around comes around. Does that sound familiar well yes maxine waters did threaten members of the trump administration this week yes threatened threatened because she said make them feel uncomfortable so yeah rob ford's chief of staff corroborated his tendency for belligerence writing in the book mayor rob ford uncontrollable which is a great album title yeah i think if that's your first indie album yeah like it's just rob ford holding like a guitar shaped like a crack pipe yeah (laughs) you know what i mean and his like his hair is blowing or the wig is blowing in the wind. There's fire behind him, Shirtless. but it's like but it's like life size crack lighters. I don't know what life size means. Human size <laughs> crack lighters <laughs> behind him providing the pyrotechnics. Rob Ford, uncontrollable. <laughs> I, I would watch that. Available now. It's Sam Goody. <laughs> Holy shit! They have Sam Goodies in Canada still, huh? <laughs> Come uh, on down to Circuit City and get Rob Ford's uncontrollable <laughs> live signing. This is a quote from Uncontrollable. Doug is a physical bully. He can be quick to anger and, when opposed, puffs himself up and attempts direct intimidation, threatening physical violence or some sort of retribution or retaliation. So you definitely want to get this guy higher up in office at Mm -hmm. some point. He Mm -hmm. sounds like a peach. Uh, He and his brother both are known for their tempers. They also have a reputation as businessmen and showmen. In 2012, they launched the Cut the Weight Challenge, in which they competed trying to lose weight and challenged other North American political figures to join them. I bet Rob Ford was, like, disqualified for using crack as a performance enhancer. Because that's how you win a Cut the Weight Challenge. You just binge some crack for 60 days. Oh, man. 
you're going to smoke the competition. <laughs> oh, come on. You're in a, you're in a, you're in a crack sauna. You know what I mean? <laughs> basting. Basting. Love it. Oh, we're having fun here. I would, I, was it was a Schwarzenegger involved? Did we involve the, the Arnold for the Cut the Weight Challenge? I hope so. Because uh, it was 2012, so that's a good time for the governor to be involved. Yeah, I wonder if Michelle Obama was involved. Oh, you saw those triceps? Of course she was. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, she was probably like, no, I'm trying to put on weight. I'm trying to get swole. Oh. Look at these arms. Cut the weight. <laughs> Cut your weight. <laughs> In 2013, around the time that his brother made the news for, you know, smoking crack and things, Canada's Globe and Mail published an article alleging that Doug Ford had acted as a mid-level drug dealer in the 80s. Well, now I like him even more. What if he's the one who got his brother hooked on crack? Ooh. That would be amazing. What if Rob was the shining star and Doug had to take him down a notch? Yeah, I like that. Because Rob Ford did die. Was it crack that killed him or was it just It was just hard living, man. General diabetes and shit. Hard living. On June 7th, 2018, Doug Ford's Progressive Conservative Party became the majority ruling party, making Ford the next premier of Ontario. Mm. How about that? Couldn't see that coming at all. Yeah. Uh, As far as his policies, he's critical of liberal sex education curriculum and is critical of abortion. Mm -mm. Oh, good. Hmm. Hmm. And So he loves women. Right. L- respects Absolute. and loves women. Loves children. Mm, there you go. Loves ch- because what with what's happening to children in this country, you want a guy who really respects kids. There you go. And that's Doug Ford. Yeah. So that guy is in power now in Canada. Coming for your I mean, throat, Trudeau. I mean, he's not running Canada. Yet. But he's getting there. I keep telling you, Canada, your Trump is coming. And... Let's talk now. Let's talk about Rebel Media, mm-hmm. which is basically Canada's Breitbart, and there are some characters associated with this site. As of June nineteenth, Rebel Media has nine hundred thirty-eight thousand subscribers. Mm. So that's a significant following. It's not Fox News, but also we're talking about the internet, yeah. Where actual subscribers on the internet—that's, I mean, that's that's a very sizable audience. They were started after the demise of another news outlet called the Sun News Network, which essentially tried to be the Fox News of Canada. One of its most outspoken anchors or personalities was a guy named Ezra Levant. Mm -hmm. And when I said that their form of conservatism is kind of charming, here's Ezra Levant really sticking it to people who care about the climate. Today is Good Friday. It's also Lenin's By chainsawing birthday, a tree. Otherwise known as Earth Day. Ha! Let me show you how I'm going to celebrate. Now, I know Saint Suzuki would tell you otherwise. It seems some pagan cult members... This looks like a skit itself, not the about Canada behavior. trying to be right-wing. to Saint Suzuki. He's not my cult leader. He's got the so cadence of Earth a Fox Day, News. Which just happens to be the birthday yeah. of the Soviet Propaganda bullshitter. With a protest on national... I wonder they learned it. I shall mm-hmm. now commit the most heinous crime imaginable to Earth worshippers. They're pretty soft on real crimes, you know, against mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. But Saint Suzuki himself has called for politicians to you, be jailed... You think we're going to run out of syrup we don't have any more trees? ...man-made global warming. Suzuki. Suzuki, by the way, is someone who is uh, in favor of climate change research in Canada. Poor tree. Happy Earth Day, Sam. Fire up the chainsaw. I guarantee this is the first time this dude's ever touched a chainsaw. Couldn't even start his own chainsaw. Yeah. He's just trimming the hedges. And he's also, that's a fucking Christmas tree, dude. It's going to be out on the street in a matter of months. No one's... That's how you get us riled no. up. That's how you get us riled up, bro. Yeah, he cut down a tree. Oh. Mm-hmm. Man. So that's Ezra Levant triggering the libs. Uh, on, on a side note, you said they had how many subscribers to this network? I know, because I saw that. Yes. 1,400 views on that video. No, 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 no. No, how many subscribers do they have on their, for their, like, no, not for the, that network, for the... 
the overall that you had in the notes earlier? Was it two, 900,000? Oh, 980,000. But this is an old video. Oh, no, no, no. I'm saying the reason why that number is important because if the majority of their base is in the Toronto area, Toronto's population is only 2.8 million. Oh, yeah. So to have that much of the population already on board to this rhetoric. Yeah, that's crazy, especially with like, it being that's Toronto. That's almost a third of the population, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, do, I wonder what the demographics are in that respect. Mm-hmm. If it is a lot of people in the Toronto area or if Canada is kind of the same thing where people in Toronto get it, but then you go out to the rural areas mm-hmm. and people are... So it's Portland. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm curious how that works, if it's the same way it is here, where, mm-hmm. like, you know, Chicago is only go- always going to vote Democrat, but Illinois eh, could go either way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was Ezra Levant. Going to chop down his tree, eh? How do you like that, libtards? And the sun was, it only operated from 2011 to 2015 and got a lot of criticism during that time. This is Scott Fishick of McLean's. He says Levant devoted much of his first hour to wondering how long it would take for the censors to come and try to shut him down, eh? <laughs> I'm not going to do that this <laughs> whole time. <laughs> that sounds his awful. His best guess was that it wouldn't take too long because he's all controversial and opinionated and stuff. Nope, shouldn't take that long at all. In parentheses, whistles idly, glances at door. He seemed kind of let down that no one came to forcibly silence him. As a viewer, I can assure you I felt the same way. <laughs> nice dig at the end. Yeah. John Doyle of the Globe and Mail lambasted the sun in an article saying, among other things, it transcended terrible television to achieve the level of abomination. I was reminded that there was a guy with a sock puppet named Ed who went from community cable TV to the city TV channel a few years ago. The guy with the sock had a better grasp of the basics of TV than Ezra Levant and his producers. Hmm. And my personal favorite quote, I don't give a rodent's posterior about the political slant of the channel. Someone had the well-meaning but eccentric idea that a totally right-wing news channel was needed. Fine, knock yourself out. But to unleash a channel so devoid of charm, bite, and spice is an insult to Canadian viewers of any political persuasion. That's him basically saying, come on, make your Nazi channel interesting, please. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't care about the message. I just want you to do better at production. Yeah. Don't, in, don't insult my eyes, sir. Right. And why? So more people watch it? Yeah. It's a weird criticism. And during his, his time producing Sun News, Levant gained infamy for a xenophobic rant against gypsies. The, the old gypos, <laughs> as they call them in the movie Snatch, which is very good if you haven't seen it. The old gypsy argument. And so after the Sun News failed, Levant created The Rebel in February of 2015, along with his son colleague, Brian Lilly. Although Lilly eventually resigned from Rebel Media due to the network's association with the alt-right. Oh, no. (laughs) What? Alt, no. No. That happened? Can you believe it? In Canada? Alt-right affiliation? They're good America. Yeah, man. They're better than us. They they, they greet you. These things don't happen there. They put they put ugly pictures on the cigarettes because they care. Man, that I found a pack of those when I was outside smoking once, and it bummed me out. Mm-hmm. Come on, Canada. You're harsh and my mellow. So Rebel Media quickly kind of became the, the Breitbart. In that country, it's a site that, you know, they kind of play fast and loose with the facts and they pride themselves on being part of the vanguard against the sinister forces of Islam and multiculturalism. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Here is a sample headline. New California textbooks turn historical figures gay, trans, you know, this is why you don't read. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's. That's their fault for reading. What do you think they're beaming into your head when you open a book? Exactly. The gay agenda. They were ahead of the... I, I, now I want to see who they were talking about. It's probably like a, a history textbook. Oh, it's a video? Fuck off. I don't give a shit who you're talking about. You need to put some text under that headline. <laughs> So Sun News was a television program with all the rules and regulations that come along with that. Mm -hmm. But once they became Rebel Media, 
They're on the freewheeling internet, yeah, baby. They can a, say whatever the fuck they want to anyone they want as, about whatever they want. As Cool Modi so eloquently put it, it was the wild, wild west. Yeah. He used to live uptown, but now he's on the internet. And well, you know, let, let it fly. Exactly. And no rules on the internet. None. That's why it's such a great advancement in human history. Because the, Thank you, internet. <laughs> but it's like they it's not like they just can't have you they have morals or you know, maybe maybe want to tell the truth. Don't worry about that. <laughs> what did we say uh last episode? Facts don't matter. Facts don't it's the intent. Yeah. It's the intent. There That's all that matters. So a good way let's talk about some of the people that are associated with the rebel. Okay. And that should give you an idea of what kind of site this is. One is Faith Goldie. Oh, that's a great name. And here's the thing about Faith Goldie. Pretty cute. Ooh, she's a cutie. So right? our, our, our Tommy Lauren kind of angle we going here? Hmm? Prettier. Oh, okay. So uh, kudos on that, I guess, Canada. <laughs> but she has some very extreme views on the Charlottesville rally. Or she did, which was kind of the first thing that brought her to attention, at least in this country. Mm-hmm. Let's hear her talk about it. What The alt-right actually lobbed ball over to their um, their dissenters, which is to say uh, the evening before this, this set protest, they released something called the Charlottesville um, statement in which it was it was 20 points and basically their um, umbrella ideas on everything from race to the JQ to the economy, um, the uh, globalization, uh, women and sex. Uh, it was a uh, nature. It was actually rather robust, it, even though it was simple. And, and uh, you know, if you're BLM, if you're Antifa, if you're one of these hippy dippy churches, knock them down get 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 their 20 points and you write your version you write your counter statements but but they're they're not interested in that it's just so much easier to spray someone with dog mace and have a conversation with what are i I think well thought thought out ideas so go go think in a different direction and prove them wrong uh for one thing the nazis did that they Mm -hmm. also had their points that they put out ahead of time also her saying dog mace just made me picture like mace the rat like in all those fucking videos in the 90s, if it was just a dog in a little shiny suit, a little puppy, a little like if Puff Daddy just had a little puppy, little, little puff, dog mace. Little, little Puff Poodle and dog mace? Yeah. <laughs> Where is that cartoon? Damn it. It wouldn't work now. The Notorious P.U.G. You know? <laughs> this is the most adorable bad boy collection we've ever created. Spray me with dog mace. That would be so cute. <laughs> uh, but you, also- know what, you know what you do with dog mace? Take that. Take that. Take that. Come on. <laughs> So that was one of the first statements that caught people's attention. But then, this will be a little bit longer. She really fucking doubled down. Oh, boy. Okay, oh, so this is going to be a very candid response video to just I about hate everyone your voice, in the Faith. wake of my on-the-ground reports. This is why they fired her. United <laughs> the talk, rally the extended talking. Weekend. But before I begin, a word to the hundreds of individuals who reached out expressing concern Ooh. and gratitude for my reports. I am now very obviously safe and sound, and I truly can't... We don't know that. You're just in a black room. Extraordinary. I just kept my camera rolling. It breaks my heart that a young woman left her house on Saturday morning and will never return. It's horrific. Her family is quite sincerely in my prayers, and I condemn James Fields' alleged actions. In you know something horrible is coming. Here we go. Alleged actions. For having been spared from this carnage. Now, a word to the growing chorus of haters who have called me every slanderous name, threatened to dox those closest to me, and many of whom have wished me dead. You don't define me. So please, allow me to define myself. Okay. I do not bathe in tears of white guilt. That doesn't make me a white supremacist. I oppose state multiculturalism and affirmative action. That doesn't make me a racist. Yes, it does. I reject Kinda, cultural yeah. Marxism, but that doesn't make me a fascist. Yes, it does. I think the false song yeah. of social justice has rotted the West from the inside out. But I have never called for violence against any of their adherents. I love my country, and I sure. want its borders protected. That doesn't make me alt-right. And for Pete's sakes, I work for a Jewish boss and I'm a Christian advocate for the one-state solution. She wants her... But what border? Like, she wants a border between us and... Because you're in Canada, lady. No, she wants a border between the races. I don't... This makes me angry. For Israel, I'm not a damn neo-Nazi. 
When I said that the Charlottesville statement was a thoughtful document, it was not an endorsement. It was my sense that there were grounds upon which to engage it was in a conversation, thoughtful document? not physical combat. <laughs> Written by <laughs> Nazis. Something that I made very clear in my interview. Oh, yeah, that Hitler love letter was so touching. To like that, that's not something you say. No. When I said that no. there is a rising in white racial consciousness, it was because I believe that to be true. It is an observation I have made and one that laid bare on the streets of Charlottesville this weekend. An observation that neither side of the U.S. politics seems to want to admit. The promotion of identity politics, combined with the declining white supermajority, has led to a new movement. This is bullshit. I'm not endorsing it. Yes, only you are. pointing out the fact that it exists. Which this is an endorsement. We exists. And there were many that the mainstream media missed in their own reports. Too busy. In a position where you have 300,000 people watching so you in a population of 2.8 million, media. that is an what endorsement. What happened in Charlottesville yeah. was a stark violation of not only a group's First Amendment rights, but a federal court order. The police failed to uphold the yep, law that You're day. advocating they everything they the did. The Nazis were okay with what they did. Yeah, the Nazis and fucking... And they failed to be present in the moments before the scene became... <sighs> All that see, shit was legal, too. was not Faith. the only horrific scene that day. There were countless incidents of illegal deployment of mace, guns drawn, sticks <laughs> and Dog mace. used. Dog and mace was there. Take that, take that, take even that. Even more oh, often man. than the right ones. Alt-left violence, it's nothing new. We've seen it at countless protests over the past year. And yet... Only one group is protected <laughs> so by you, Awkward the media, edit. Not to mention the politicians and some... Oh, it's not a very good... Endo- uh, it's Left an endorsement, but it's not an endorsement. Like, every time she starts to go off Zay, that tangent... Yeah. <laughs> like, this is what they <laughs> wish they could do to Trump. Y'all just turn but he's always live. live. Yeah. yeah. If they could put Trump the on camera, he would sell everything yeah. to his followers. Don't say a damn thing about these... Because they could just edit out the tangents, and it would just be the talking points and the cheering and the I heard the Donald shit. They would edit it out just to the point where you know what racial slur he's saying. Mm-hmm. And then cut Trump. it off. Mm-hmm. Well, newsflash, this isn't Trump's fault. It's the whole damn It's not Trump's fault. fault. Decades of identity politics rammed down the throats of our young in their classrooms now permeates our corporate culture. Whoa. Several months ago, I predicted a civil... Who does she think has been spreading identity politics in this country? Does she think... we don't, I don't need to watch the rest of this shit. Yeah, this is, this is pure Does garbage. she think this is like exclusively the domain of the like the left is she really thinks the left is the one that's been pushing identity politics in this country what a fucking idiot man so that's faith goldie she was also interviewed on a radio show connected to the daily stormer website but hey man she's not endorsing them she's just doing interviews she's just saying to boost views and traffic to their website say it was okay all i did was point out that it exists that's exactly. all I wanted yeah. to do. She's just reporting the facts on the Daily Stormer website. It's like, come the fuck on. In 2018, Patreon blocked her when she was found to have recited the infamous 14 words of white supremacist culture. Have you ever looked into this? No, I have not. I had not either, but I saw there was some Twitter exchange, and I don't remember what the person was sticking up for, but someone their reply was, just recite the 14 words already. And I was like, what are the 14 words? And I looked it up. We can't say them, though. Well, I, we can't say I can't, them. I can. You can't. <laughs> it's a slogan that was coined by white supremacist David Lane. And it actually is pretty fucking inflammatory. So if this is a thing she was, you know, trumping for... <laughs> Oh. I don't even think that's the right use of that word. But the 14 <coughs> words are, we must secure the existence of our people and a future for white children. Those are the 14 and that's words. What, and that's what they say. And if you say that three times, in a, mirror. a white supremacist shows up behind ah, you. Ah, ah. Very scary stuff. So I'm assuming when they say reciting that, like, it, are you going to get in trouble for reciting It means that? more than reciting Wait, did this it. podcast just take a weird political turn? Did we also just take down Wikipedia? Or is it, they just wrote it, but they didn't recite it. There it is. Is that, what, what movie is that? Uh, the Matrix, probably. Uh, it's like the, the, you only get killed if you say it, but if you, like, you have to, if you, I don't know, I don't know. It's a movie we're writing. It's the next, it's the next Unpops horror film coming from Black Pete, Black Pete Productions. Ironically enough. Don't write that down. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Patreon blocked her uh, when she was found to be supporting the 14 words. 
And in this video, we'll just listen to the very beginning. Listen to her turn on Jared Kushner and the Trump administration. And oh, talk hi, about George Jared Soros. Kushner. Yeah, um, who are you? Like, what are your politics? Who are you? Why were you in Iraq? Or are you like some sort of a diplomat or something? Or how close are you with the Chinese? Do, do you and George Soros like chit chat on the phone? You aren't weird <laughs> the fact that Americans didn't elect you to be the Soros president of the United States, right? All right. So I guess this is what it feels like to have worked incredibly hard to meme a man into office just to have his win completely commandeered by uh, a crony capitalist and a globalist cuck. <laughs> there the it latest is. Saga involving did she say meme a man into office? Yeah, she did. Is she saying that as a good thing? Hashtag no collusion. What the fuck? Basically, she's saying To have that, worked so hard to meme a man into well, office. Well, basically, she's corroborating that all those meetings Jared Kushner took that he didn't uh, divulge to Congress means he was up to some hinky stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I think we, we've all established that. Oh, no, there's nothing been proven yet. I'm going to wait for the uh, official... Oh, that's- I'm going to wait for the official Trump administration report to tell me what the facts are. And I feel like... Oh, wait. They can't tell me what the facts are. Facts don't matter. I feel like we also need to say George Soros' name every time we record a podcast. Because I think when it, like, all really goes down, I think if we say both names, they both automatically start listening. And Soros might swoop in and fight on our behalf. Ooh. Fucking Scott Pilgrim. I love that. Yeah. So another person who is associated with the rebel... Jack Posobiec. He is an American member of the alt-right and serves as the Rebels' D.C. correspondent. He's the one who spread the Pizzagate theory, which, (laughs) if anyone is unfamiliar, that was the theory that Hillary Clinton and the DNC was running a child sex trafficking ring out of Comet Ping Pong Pizza in Washington, D.C. Or it might have been in Virginia. Who fucking knows? But uh, best slice in town, you know what I'm saying? He is an official correspondent. Oh, best like, oh, yikes! That was gross. <laughs> I'm glad we didn't cover that. <laughs> During the 2017 elections in France, he supported Marine Le Pen, son of a bitch, and tweeted out information regarding Emmanuel Macron's emails and other documents in an attempt to sab- sabotage him. What about his emails? Well, I wonder where he learned that tactic. Huh? I know if it was 2017. He often distances himself from white nationalism, but he's done things that have been interpreted as racist, including tweeting an anti-Semitic meme and meeting and heaping praise on Richard Spencer. That can only go well. Yeah. Tommy Robinson. This is a guy I commented on on the Conspiracy Podcast a couple weeks ago Mm -hmm. without really looking into it. I was Mm -hmm. like, why is the British government being all oppressive and not letting this guy report? And then people were like, hey, fucking... Look him up. Google that. Google. Yeah. Turns out Tommy Robinson, real fucking monster. Uh Uh-oh. He is a former member of the extreme right British National Party. He founded the English Defense League in 2009, which we've talked about on this and other podcasts. Basically a fascist organization. Uh, Anders Baring Breivik had multiple ties to members of the EDL. He pulled off an infamous mass shooting, you know, as opposed to the other kinds. Yeah. Robinson left the English Defense League around 2012 or 2013 and became a correspondent for Rebel Media. All right. Sebastian Gorka, whose name has been... That's our good buddy. Yeah, his name has been tied to Trump frequently in the past. A lot of people know him for his tenure at the White House, but he began serving as a contributor for Rebel Media in February. No way. Here he describes Trump's election win to Rebel Media. Oh, yeah. The Situation Room. On November the 8th, 2016, a political revolution occurred. That's a quote from General Mike Flynn, who colluded with the Russians. President Trump's former national security advisor. And General Flynn was absolutely right. This guy could not look more like a peaceful revolution, but a revolution nonetheless. Why? Because the man who is now the most powerful person in the world is not a politician. And was not beholden yeah, a tool. to any yeah. part of the existing he's a political Definitely not a politician. He's a tool. I can tell you this because I've worked for him. I've worked for him during the campaign and in the White House. And then you First got out of there as soon Trump as you saw the walls the were falling in. <laughs> this guy could not, not look more like when I was asked a fucking to Russian politician. Trump Tower in New York, 
and meet with then Mr. Trump. We talked about national security issues, about my potentially working for him as an advisor. How about that music in the background? Halfway through the meeting, there's only three of us in the room, myself, Corey Lewandowski, his then campaign manager. Oh, yeah. The president of America. Halfway through the discussion, Mr. Trump stopped, (laughs) turned to his campaign manager and said, I like this guy. Let's hire him. That's. Well, that's all we need to know about Sebastian Gorka, I guess. Uh, no, that's all we need to know about the man that is president of this country. You can meet a guy for five minutes and then hire him to work within your campaign. Right. No no background check, yeah. no understanding. I have never met him before. Yeah. And, and five minutes ago, this guy's my new deputy assistant. That is pretty insane. That's who we. That's who is in the White House. No Collusion. None at all. Because there's no no there's no way a man who hires someone on the spot who probably did that to a majority of the people that worked in his campaign would have done thorough background checks, but there's no way they worked they they, but he knew all of them well enough to know they wouldn't collude. Right, right. Thorough background checks. Thorough. He sat and talked to him for minutes. Minutes at a how could he his name's Sebastian Gorka. He doesn't know that's Australian, you know? That's not Russian. Yeah. There's no way he knows anybody Russian. Even the font on that video looked like it was written in Russian. <laughs> like, you can only they're spell- not even being secret about <laughs> it. It's crazy. Katie Hopkins. She is the Rebels UK correspondent. She is more known and disliked in her native UK than she is on uh, the side of the pond. Is that what we're calling it now? I guess that's what they put. That's what George no. Summers put in the notes, the man. Come on, George. Chip, chip, cheerio. No one talks oh, that way. Across the pole and make. She writes in her bio, quote, the biggest bitch in Britain. Oh, she's their Roseanne. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. <laughs> she's worked for both the male and the sun and gained infamy for referring to African migrants as cockroaches and suggesting she that she didn't say cockroaches, she said cockroaches. Oh, yeah, I don't know. You know how they do this? He, he he didn't say shithole. He said shit house. He said house. <laughs> she didn't say roach. She said brooch. Cockbrooch. She also suggested that gunboats should block migrants from coming into Europe. Gum, gum, sticky, gum, stick, boats. gum, mm, with an M. Gum, yeah, you need she, gum? Welcome yeah. to the country. Would you no, like some gum? No, just covered in gum, and then the, the immigrants stick to it, like, oh. like a coral reef. See, that's smart. It's a gum boat. But, and you, know, you have the reef thereafter still. But the fake news media heard gun, ran with it. Fake fucking news. Fake news. The cockroaches thing is interesting, because there's a guy on, you watch Shark Tank? I do not. Shark Tank is a good show. And okay. there's a guy on there named Kevin O'Leary, who is mm-hmm. a Canadian businessman who at one point people were also worried was going to become Canada's next Trump. And he uses he calls people cockroaches a lot. Are they always black? That's what I wonder now. Like I wish I could get a compilation of Kevin O'Leary calling Shark Tank contestants. But when he says it, is it like, is he saying that, what does this cockroach bring in? Like, what's your, what's your idea, cockroach? He says you're a cockroach who's going to get crushed, basically. But he just throws it out every once in a while. Okay. You're cockroaches. Okay. Hmm. All minority, inv- all minority pitches are cockroaches. Okay, bro. We see what you're doing. But, I mean, I'm still going to watch Shark Tank. Like, I mean, kudos to him for creating, like, using new language that we have to catch up to. Exactly. But we're going to figure it out. Yeah, we have to Google our slurs now? Holy shit. Yeah, man. Canada is progressive. <laughs> so let's listen to this idiot talk. This is her talking about... Good old Katie? Kathy? What's her name again? Yeah. Katie Hopkins. Katie Hopkins. The Roseanne of the North. Now, I understand that the Grenfell Tower fire in london was not 9 11 yes it was only a few hundred people who died but it was still quite a tragedy very much so. and this video is her one year later talking about how tired she is of hearing about the victims of the grenfell tower fire i like her already can you imagine if that was the Fox News approach to 9-11 if after one year they were like oh come on oh it's coming though Probably. It's coming. So here comes Katie, who looks like 
every woman who's ever poisoned her daughter's friend so she her could daughter have a, could get on the cheerleading squad. She could have a cooking show or a body buried in the basement, you know? <laughs> it's a very thin line she's tra- uh, straddling. She's cooking that body on her show. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's it. I can't take it anymore. If I hear the words Grenfell one more time, I will take a fridge and detonate it in my own mouth just to make the voices go away. You promise? You <laughs> Do you promise? If you promise to kill yourself on camera, I will say it for you. ...of the first anniversary of the Grenfell Tower fire. As I stood next to the smouldering remains of the tower block the morning after the fire, neighbours told me that about 200 people must have died in that block. Our government could only admit to 72 because it was a bit awkward for them to fess up to the fact we don't have a clue who the hell's in our country. The fire was supposed to have been started by a fridge in the middle of the night during Ramadan. I can't imagine what caused a fire during Ramadan after the sun went down, but since the same model of fridge has since been passed as perfectly safe to use, it's a mystery. But one thing I... She's basically implying that Muslims made a bomb out of a refrigerator and started the Grenfell Tower fire. Oh, in, in an attempt to make a bomb. Because because this refrigerator has passed all its safety inspections. Of course. And, you know, there's never one defective item that might cause a fire. Electrical fires never the only, happen. The only refrigerator only fire Only Muslims ever, cause fires. The only refrigerator fire ever was the one in the movie Fight Club. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Only time. I do know is that the sycophantic coverage across the state broadcaster for Grenfell was bloody exhausting. It banged on longer than Bishop Curry at the royal wedding. Clearly, what? any loss of life is tragic. Speak but American. It seems that some yeah. tragedies are more tragic than others. Public buildings were lit up green for Grenfell. Because since the Islamist terror attacks in our country, we've really nailed this illumination lark and politicians desperately try to out-grief each other. These are the grief vultures picking over the bones of the genuine sadness of many for votes. Why do I'm I feel the so... champion of the victims. I feel so no, enraged that that no, hybrid flag hanging behind Yeah. Her. Corbyn, Khan, May, Yeah, people who are just listening. Uh, pro-migrant, globalist cred. It's like the British flag, but then the, the American stars are in it. Oh, it's Falkland Islands, a whole in thing. memory of those who lost their lives during the conflict, and in celebration of the British troops. Okay, shut up. The art direction, like, it's so formulaic, it's almost genius. Yeah. Huh. She also has another video that we won't watch called... The United Nations Human Rights Coalition is like a kitty care run by pedophiles. Bravo to America for leaving. Oh, yeah. Snappy there's, title. There's no cahoots with any of this, man. It's yeah. just, oh, boy. That is a snappy title, at least. Also, Lauren Southern. She got her start with Rebel Media and worked there until March of 2017, at which point she pursued a career as an independent journalist she joined members of Europe's far-right identitarian movement in blocking boats trying to bring migrants from Africa to Italy. She has a YouTube channel, and she interviewed Alexander Dugan on it. Oh, very cool. We've this talked is... about the Dukes. The old the Dukes. Dugermeister. And the video's called From Russia With Love. No, we're not watching that. <laughs> and she also rallied support for Tommy Robinson after he was sent to prison. And in 2018, she's been working on a documentary called Farmlands, focusing on the perceived racial violence against white South African farmers. It's a good hill to die on. Oh, yeah. 2018. Yeah. Gavin McInnes, he's partly known for being one of the founders of Vice Media, a Montreal outlet that, when it started, was more known for its embrace of politically incorrect hipster culture than for its groundbreaking news stories. Mm-hmm. In a 2003 interview with the Times, McKenna shows that he's always been an asshole. This is a quote. I love being white, and I think it's something to be very proud of. I don't want our culture diluted. We need to close the borders now and let everyone assimilate to a Western, white, English-speaking way of life. Oh, yeah, that, that sounds great. Yeah, that's he sounds like a good dude. In a 2002 interview regarding Vice with New York Press, McKenna's response to a question asking if he got hostile living in Williamsburg because it was a hipster section of New York, by saying, damn, Quincy, do you want to read that sentence? I I don't. (laughs) At least they're not fucking N-words or Puerto Ricans. At least they're white. Damn. Not racist, but he's just... He's just... 
Just a, and he's just, just an everyday, speaking his mind. Yeah, just an everyday guy. Being, he's got some thoughtful, well thought out points. A, a, a if he just repeated of, that like twenty times and put it on a form, he was a staple of Fox News. Talking points. Yeah, staple of Fox News. Just some talking points. That's mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he served as a Fox News contributor where he gained notoriety for his views regarding women and spring break. How long is this video? I think this is the one from Red, Red, uh, Red Eye. Allowed yeah, yeah. their kids to go. They don't only let oh, them no, go. They facilitate it. They pay handy. the money to go to Cancun, Florida. In this case, California. Why would parents do that? Well, they're raising brats and spoiling is that him? brats. That is because <laughs> again, and you've been doing great coverage on this. I watched all of it last week. And when you guys cover this, it's amazing. You're right. Would you pay for? I'm, no. I'm not going to pay for my kid to go no down way. to spring break to just drink and do drugs. I'm not. I mean. I don't you even, even drink. Let, you won't even let your kid eat a cheeseburger. So I mean, no, not and I also don't drink. And so a lot of that comes no. from parents. If your parents are sitting home drinking, and a lot of these mothers do party with their kids now, you see this in the high name of this even. video. And so Gavin McInnes versus delusional parents, feminists on spring break. They smoke pot they're with drinking, their kids. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's a huge problem now. I just don't understand why why like white people on Fox News hate. Yeah, other white people so much control kids these are adults they just kind of hate they everyone sneak off to what is essentially a drunken orgy then you can pretend you can control them you can withhold the money but you work at a gas station 10 shifts you got enough to go down all what i, I got in a lot of trouble the other day for simply saying a hypothetical scenario your son and your daughter on their own accord snuck down to what is essentially a drunken orgy who are you more worried it's about? a drunken orgy and you're obviously more worried about your daughter but this has become a sexist thing to say. Oh, hang on. I actually have those comments because you created a bit of a firestorm. Mm-hmm. All weekend long, people have been commenting about it. Let's, let's go back to the video. This was our audience edition show on Friday. Oh, good. Let's hear it. Said. Oh. My daughter, there's no way in hell she's going there. But with my sons, I hope they have a great time. And oh, boy. With women. alcohol poisoning. Oh, yeah. Boys One can wind year. up at a hospital That happens bed. everywhere. That's youth. Getting pregnant is much more harmful than having some uncomfortable sex and getting mugged. The women some uncomfortable sex and getting mugged. Gavin McGinnis is a gem, guys. There's a special place in hell for you, sir. And listen to their comment coming back. Nice jacket, Gavin. Not holy shit, Gavin. What did you just say? So he is associated with the rebel also. And he also, uh, he served as a contributor for Rebel Media, where he furthered, uh, where he further frustrated Levant's efforts to distance the company from white nationalists by doing things like this, in which he wrote, 10 things I hate about the goddamn motherfucking Jews. That's an intense title. That is. Oh, it's already been taken down. Can you believe it's been removed from YouTube? YouTube, yeah, it's done. Imagine that. That is surprising. And he did that video while he was on a trip to Israel for Rebel Media. There's a special place in hell for this dude. Ugh. He founded a group called Proud Boys in 2016. I'm out. Yeah. The name comes from the song Proud of Your Boy from the stage musical version of Aladdin. Initiation into the group involves being punched by other Proud Boys while naming five cereals. Getting a Proud Boy tattoo, special membership if you got hurt in a tussle with Antifa or you hurt them. Good dude. Yeah, man. Uh, The group has discouraged its members from masturbating or watching porn, saying that it wants them to get off the couch and meet women. What? Yeah, get out there and, and conquer and procreate. We need more white babies. And this all seems pretty funny until you take into account that the Proud Boys have spun off a paramilitary wing called the Fraternal Order of the Alt Knights. Up, up, that Yay! sounds that sounds fun. So he starts a little fun group of just being a dick and and being just being a dick out in public. Yeah, get his, out there and get punched by your friends and don't masturbate and get out there and meet lots of women. His most recent controversy is he described the child internment camps as. Quote, a fun place to hang. Ugh. That fucking no, but here's guy. The thing, that's not even as bad as what they were saying on Fox News. Can which... I send back like the $40 I made from Vice writing for them briefly? Ah! Is it even the same Vice? It's not the same Vice anymore. HBO bought it, right? Yeah, yeah I don't know. HBO bought it. He's, I don't even think he's in there anymore. So another guy, Stefan Molyneux. He is another alt-right personality. He was born in Ireland before moving to Canada at the age of 11, building his career there. 
He runs a web sh- website and radio show. Web shite is right because it's <laughs> like British for shit. Yeah. He runs a web. Yeah. <laughs> he runs a website and radio show called Free Domain Radio and has over 792,000 subscribers. Nice. He supported Trump in his campaign and presidency. He discusses anarcho-capitalism frequently. He Oh good, there's a a video where he talks about eugenics. He lambasts an Im- Indian immigrant studying in Germany for being a drain on the country in another video. And there's a video where he reevaluates the legacy of Martin Luther King Jr. But I'm sure it's just in a, a good pe- way. This, this guy's a, a peach. He's a Canadian yeah. peach, you know, because that's where they grow them. Right, right. That's where right. they grow the best. The peach is up there. And reevalu- I'm sure it's just like, hey, MLK was great, but did you also know he invented the McRib? It's like, damn, that is. <laughs> thank you for that reevaluation. I did not know, you know that. It's, you know it's I'm sure sad. it's just stuff I, like that. I, I'm fearful of clicking on these links for one, my own internal rage, and two, like that stays in my search history, you know what I'm saying? So now it's like, oh, I've watched so many alt-right videos in a row, I'm going to get flagged. My YouTube search history is lit. <laughs> there is so much bad in it. Yeah. I, like, I've had to look up so many horrible things Which is weird to do this podcast all and those, all the podcasts. Like, to hear you say that, you've had to look up so many horrible things, but to know all of those horrible things are readily viewed... Every so day easy to find on YouTube and Twitter and just the internet itself. What the fuck? The internet is so big. Yeah, man. like that's like we're small now, but like just think of the potential. Like there's room for everybody mm-hmm. on the internet, and that's kind of scary. Mm-hmm. Like this dude has seven hundred ninety-two thousand subscribers. I bet I don't know a single one of them. Mm-hmm. Like when you think about in the big scheme of things, that's the population of a smallish big city Mm -hmm. like that's like minneapolis or something that is there's so much falls so much more now that's like one hundred and ten thousand. i used to live there but even then like if we had one hundred and ten thousand subscribers first of all we'd all have boats (laughs) but also unpops jet skis like that would be even then that's still just kind of influential Mm -hmm. like you're still reaching a small group it's a big world, is what I'm saying. There's a few million people in the city of Los Angeles. Right. If we had a a, a, a small percentage of them on our side, yeah. it's that's a movement here. Yeah, if we get hit with a small nuclear weapon, the main side effect is going to be there's going to be a lot more parking yeah. in L.A. Yeah. There will still be millions of us here. Yeah. So, Jesus, this guy has so many videos. He's a, he's a fucking piece of garbage. He, uh... Yeah, we're not going to go through all these. But Jesus. They're, 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 we're, not, we're not promoting this piece of garbage. All we're saying is, is he's out there and he has a large enough following to make a difference in many different things. Yeah. He's also big into the men's rights movement. He has an interview with James Damore on his website. That's the Google employee who filed, who was fired after publishing that memo suggesting that men were just more inherently more capable at computer science than women. It's like... You're not a fucking linebacker, dude. Take it easy. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, there's videos where he discusses rape culture. I'm sure those are really nice. Hmm. Uh, there's a video called Why Feminists Hate Men. Well, why do they hate men, Adam? I don't know. That's coming on next week's episode. So the list of names just goes on and on. Steven Crowder. Jordan Peterson is another name that I'm sure everyone is familiar with that guy. And he is associated with Rebel Media. Mm -hmm. So what I'm getting at is your Trump is coming, Canada. I can't stop telling you that enough. Your internet Fox News is already there pushing the agenda, baby. You already know. They're not going to hit everybody's points. Like You're not going to reach a group of people going, I hit every single point you want. They're covering enough broad hatred that they're going to hit a point with enough people to unite a lot of hatred. From different sides. Like these people who are upset about immigration aren't the same people who are upset about wages. But right. you, you, you put enough hatred out there and say, well, immigration is a problem, but the wages are because of the immigration. Even if it's not, you just say it. Yeah. Bring them together. Yeah. That's all it takes. Yeah. It's, it's like a lot of these movements are just kind of rallying around everyone's right to hate something. Mm-hmm. Like you 
maybe I hate you, maybe you hate me, but hey, Definitely. at least we agree that we're allowed to hate each other. Yeah. Isn't that the world we want to live in? Exactly. No, no, please. <laughs> Can't we get along? No, not at all. No. Well, there's no reason to get along. I don't want my I don't want my culture diluted. Exactly. Because I don't want you to be happy with other people. No, us. Yeah. Get what a fucking and, world. Get out there and meet women. And by the way, you can't rape them because that's just a little a light mugging. Yeah, you can't. But you should be able to. That's, I'm quoting that's these people. these people, obviously. Oh. But, but Canada's so nice, eh? Hey, Canada. Hey, hey so hosers. Nice, eh? Hey, hosers. Maple syrup, eh? Yeah. Enjoy your, we enjoy call, your time under the Trump administration. We call our police Mounties. There's no way. <laughs> it, it's going to be interesting for you, too. So that's the episode. This is a free episode, so don't forget patreon.com slash There was so much white supremacy talk on today's episode. And we I actually cut there was there were pages more to go through and I just cut it off because we're running long on time. We couldn't fit all of Canada's white nationalism into one hour. And we need more space for the alt right. You know, they're just getting so big out there. But Everything's fine because Justin Trudeau is. He you know, he looks good in a suit, and he said he's not going to back down to Trump. So yeah. Canada's fine, right? For a few years. All right. So there it is. That's our episode about Canada. Quincy, what do you got to plug? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. I just felt like doing a little degeneration next intro. Sure. I'll be in the city of Fresno, California, at the cheek. Oh, excuse me. Oh, Clovis. Uh, at the Chico's Restaurant, Friday, July 13th, and Saturday, July 14th. That's it. Very nice. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. Quincy, say goodbye. Bye-bye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. (laughs) 